Well, good evening. Remain standing. Merry Christmas. Man, how cool is it to be together tonight? What a joy. What an opportunity to worship Jesus, lift him high, celebrate him. And this is God's word from Luke chapter 2. Familiar verses we've read. But we're going to prepare room for Jesus and ask God to meet with us tonight in a special way. We get to sing Silent Night later, amen? How cool is that? We get to light candles and try not to burn the building down. (laughs) Praise God. It's amazing. I think it's amazing. I hope it'll be amazing. But this is God's word. And in the same region... There were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night, and an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with an angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Praise God for the reading and for the hearing of his word. Let's pray together and then celebrate Jesus. God, we are so thankful to be gathered here. We're so thankful for every person that is here. What a gift that they are to us. Lord, this is a very precious time for every Christian to celebrate the arrival of the Son of God Jesus, 100% God, coming to us in human flesh and making the way to salvation possible. And Lord, I pray that you would be with each person here tonight when you speak to them in a very personal way. And for those who don't believe in Jesus yet, would you move powerfully in their hearts tonight? And God, for those who do believe, may you encourage their hearts to not give up, to continue to run the race set before them, looking to Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross and despised its shame and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God on high. Lord, my heart goes out to those who we love, who can't be here tonight, who are in hospital rooms and who are in nursing homes and who are at home with sickness or streaming online with us. And, oh, God, I I pray for them. We love them. We miss them. God, may you watch over them tonight. May you speak Jesus to them. May you encourage them as they join us in worship and in song and in praise. 
So Lord, may you do a great thing tonight. Thank you for Christmas. Thank you for time together as families, as spiritual family together. Oh God, what a privilege it is. Speak to us now through your word in Christ's name. Amen. You may be seated. So we're going to be in Luke chapter 2, and if you're new here, my name is Pastor Josh, preaching pastor here at church. So thankful that you've joined us for Christmas Eve service, and Merry Christmas to all of you from Living Waters. Uh, My sermon title for this evening is this, Christmas is Good News to the Unseen Realm. Christmas is Good News to the Unseen Realm. Now, some of you know I have been doing a lot of reading about angels and the spiritual realm for about a year and a half, and I have been diving deep into a lot of different books, but God has really been working in my heart, and I am learning a lot, and I am more convinced than I've ever been before that God is awesome and glorious beyond my imagination. Amen? Like, like there is no end to who God is and his glory and his magnificence and his power and his majesty. And there is no end to the discovery of the unseen realm, the things we see, the things we don't see, the things we feel, the things we know to be true according to Scripture. And the more I grow as a Christian, the more I'm convinced that I don't know anything. Can I get an amen? I mean, the more books I read and the more I learn, the more nuggets I get of Jesus and angels and power and glory, the more I'm convinced I know absolutely nothing. And if you've been a Christian for some time, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Because when you got saved, you thought, well, I need to believe in Jesus to get forgiveness of my sins, and that's amazing, and that's a great feeling, but the more you get to know this great God, he cannot be contained in a box. Not by your box or my box or anybody else's box. He is a great and glorious God. And to think that he sent his son to save wicked sinners like ourselves is an amazing story of grace. You know, all of you have a story. I love your stories. I want to hear more about your stories. But all of those stories basically have the same kind of rhythm to them. I got lost. I got lost in sin. I found Jesus. Jesus found me. He saved me from my sins. And now I have eternal life, not because I deserve it, but because he's so great. What is Christmas other than the celebration of Jesus coming to us? Amen? Now, the subject of my sermon tonight, it's going to be brief, will be angels. Angels in the unseen realm, because angels are all over the Christmas story. Everywhere you look, you see an angel, Gabriel, or a myriad of angels. You see angels involved in the Christmas story. And regarding angels, some of you get really fascinated with angels. I know I do. And here's the reality of how many Christians think. If you believe in angels, let me encourage you, don't ever lose that that desire. Don't ever lose that hunger to learn more and more and more because we live in a more secular age. It's very rational. If I can't see it, I can't believe it, right? You know, you have that kind of thing. And here's what Michael Heiser said, he's a scholar, a Hebrew scholar, 
In his book, he said this about Christians. Many Christians claim to believe in the supernatural, but think and live like skeptics. Is that you? You claim to believe in all this stuff, but yet you live your life as a skeptic. To be a genuine Christian is to believe in the supernatural truths of Scripture. If you are a believer in Jesus, the Scriptures are supernatural. They have angels in them, and you best be believing those things at Christmas time. Now, I want you to believe in the supernatural truths of Scripture, and let me emphasize Scripture, not your imagination, not It's a Wonderful Life. As much as I love that movie, it's one of my favorite Christmas movies, but you know this end scene when the little girl grabs a hold of Jimmy Stewart, you know, Jimmy, and says, Daddy, uh, Zuzu, her name's Zuzu, Zuzu's Petals, right? Daddy, teacher says, every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings, and you remember Jimmy Stewart said, yeah, that's right. That's right. How about a boy Clarence, you know? Now, look, I love that movie. But it, that movie gets angelology completely wrong. Completely wrong. All right? Clarence isn't coming down to get his wings, guys. But there is a hunger and thirst for discussions about angels in the unseen realm in our culture today. There's this show called Stranger Things. I've never seen it, but people talk about it all the time. And there's this upside down world and there's all these things that come to play. Here's the deal. We are 2000 years away from the birth of Christ. And there is still in the souls of men and women, a desire to know what's going on around us. And here's the thing. Just the other day, I was talking to a young couple, and the third guy came into the conversation, and he was more of an agnostic. He's like, well, yeah, I don't really think Christianity has a lot of answers for me. An hour and a half later, we had dove into this conversation about the supernatural, what the Bible actually says about these things, and this young agnostic skeptic was like, I have never talked to a pastor who actually wants to talk about this stuff and actually has answers from scripture about the truth of what I've always wondered about. Isn't that cool? We could have talked till midnight. I'm convinced of it. But we digress. We're here to celebrate Christmas, the birth of Christ. Here's what you need to know. Big idea of this passage, the birth of Jesus was a celebration among the angels in the unseen realm. The birth of Jesus, the arrival of Jesus Christ, was a celebration among the angels in the unseen realm. And I'm going to give you three quick points about Christmas regarding the angels' perspective. Here's the first reality of Scripture. Number one is angels are among us. Angels are among us tonight. They're here tonight. Did you know that? They're here. In this room, they are here. If you believe what the Bible says, angels are here. Now, they're in a different dimension. We can't see them, but they are awesomely here watching our worship service. Angels, welcome. How cool is this? Which is why we should show hospitality to one another. Because the Bible says that some people have entertained angels unawares. 
Hebrews chapter 13, verse 2 says this, Don't neglect to show hospitality to strangers, because some have entertained angels unawares. Now, if, if you didn't know, angels can take on human form at time, and sometimes they just show up in your life and out of your life, and you would never know they're an angel because they look like a human. That's what the Bible says. So every time I see a homeless guy in South Des Moines or a homeless gal in South Des Moines on the corner, I'm like, I better give them something. They might be an angel. And when we had people flooding into our building at Thanksgiving meal giveaway, I'm watching all of them flood in. I'm like, one of these people is an angel. I, bear, I guarantee it. I better watch my behavior and my words, right? Angels are watching you right now. They're watching us. They're observing your worship. They're, they're peering into what you have or don't have. Angels are observing your spiritual condition. In Scripture, angels are called messengers. They're called protectors. They're called watchers. They have ranks and they have roles. Some of you have heard of this, but the cherubim are a classification of angels. These are very powerful angels who guard the throne of God. I don't know if you knew this, but Lucifer was, in, was a cherub. Now Satan the seraphim, they are also another classification of angels, and they specialize in worshiping and praising God. There are archangels. Did you know archangels? Michael and Gabriel. Gabriel shows up three times in the gospel account of Jesus' birth. Michael is more of a fighter. Whenever you see Michael in scripture, he's fighting some spiritual force of darkness. So Michael's more of a fighter. Gabriel's more of a communicator. Here's the message, right? Amazing. There's a lot of angels who are just watchers, servants. Angels are, are sent to observe and they're sent to accomplish tasks all over the world. There are military angels, angels who make up the heavenly hosts. Angels exist in an untold number, myriads upon myriads, thousands upon thousands in the book of Revelation and in Luke and in the Old Testament and Daniel. How many angels are there? You can't count them. There's so many. How cool. Angels physically showed up when Jesus arrived, and I just want you to take it to the bank now, that at the second coming of Jesus Christ, angels will start showing up again and being very active when Christ returns. So that's the first point. Angels are among us tonight, and I want you to think through that as you approach Christmas. You are not just here for another service. You are not going home just to bricks and mortar. You are surrounded by the supernatural and angels surround us even now. Second point is this. Angels point us to Jesus. Not only are they among us, they point us to Jesus. Verse 11. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord, the angel of the Lord who showed up to the shepherds, pointed them to Jesus. The, shep the shepherds were pointed to Christ by the angel. The angel didn't say, look at me, look at my glory. The angel said, look at Jesus. There's a master and savior and commander of the heaven's armies just down the street at Bethlehem. You better go see him. You know what's cool about angels? They're always pointing people to Jesus. The angel could have said, look how cool I look. You know, look 
at me. But that would be foolish, right? Because he was, had one mission that was to point people to Christ. I could be a foolish pastor tonight and say, hey, look at my tie. You guys notice my tie tonight? You've been around this church for any number of weeks or months or years. You know how miraculous this is tonight. <laughs> now, I could be a fool and say, hey, look at me. Look at me. Christmas service is all about the pastor who wore a tie. That would be foolish. I need to make like an angel and tell you to look at Jesus. Amen? Look at Christ tonight. Don't look at me. That's what angels do. They point us to Jesus. For unto you this day is born in the city of David a Savior. Get down the road, fellas. Go see the one God-man who we saw create us in heaven. Come see the one who we have watched for thousands of years rule and reign over all things. He has now taken on flesh we have seen it. Get down the road and go see it. Look at Jesus. And I would say tonight, if there was an angelic manifestation tonight, and we could see all the angels around us tonight, they wouldn't say, look at me. They would say, look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. So in Revelation 22.9, there was a scene like this where John, the apostle John, who walked with Jesus for many years, bowed down to a glorious angel. And the angel said this in Revelation 22, 9, no, don't worship me. I am a servant of God, just like you and your brothers and the prophets as well. And all who obey what is written in this book, worship only God. Angels point us to Jesus. Amen. Third point, angels are enthusiastic communicators. They are enthusiastic communicators. Verse 13, suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those whom he is well pleased. The angels are enthusiastic communicators of the gospel. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among whom he is well pleased. They are not confused about the message. The angels are flaming with passion and clarity and very direct communication that glory belongs to God and his son, Jesus. And on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. The angels are completely on board. You know, you don't see an angel in the sky, like, debating. You don't see an angel in the sky, silently protesting. I'm not really into this. Can you imagine seeing an angel protesting? In, no, they're, they're all in. They're all in and they are saying, glory to God in the highest. Peace to those who, with whom he is well pleased. The angels are enthusiastic. Christmas is all about God. Christmas brings peace among those who have repented of their sins. And the angels are very clear in the gospel that they share that the glory belongs to God and that everybody on earth needs to get saved. Now, angels are enthusiastic tonight about your salvation. Did you know that? Like if there was an angelic host that showed up tonight, they would be passionate that you believe in Jesus. Do you know why? It's because angels can't experience salvation like we can. Angels are glorious and amazing, but you know what they can't do? They can't believe in Jesus like we can. So they're passionate that you believe because they want to watch your faith. They want to see what happens. So 
In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 12, it says this, that though those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things into which angels long to look, angels long to see salvation. My question for you tonight is, do you have it? If the angels are looking down tonight into your heart, will they see salvation dwelling? Will they see Jesus in your heart through faith? In a crowd this size, many of you have believed in Jesus and the angels are looking down and they're rejoicing in your faith. Praise God. But in a crowd this size, some of you, some of you are not believers in Jesus. You don't have faith yet in Christ. And the angels are looking down on you right now and they're saying, what is going on? What gives? Why don't you just give your life to Christ? We can't experience that, but we know him. We know who he is. Why don't you know who he is? This preacher is like giving his heart out to you. Why don't you just respond by faith? And the angels are about ready to whack you on the head to get some of you to let go of your pride and your sin and just believe. So the birth of Jesus is a celebration. It was a celebration among the angels in the unseen realm. It still is a celebration. Did you know that Jesus himself said, that when one sinner repents, the angels rejoice in heaven. How cool. The angels are among us. The angels point us to Jesus. They're passionate communicators. The question for us tonight is, are we listening to the angels' message this evening? Will we respond to their message this evening? And will we worship Christ? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time and this opportunity to think very briefly about the beauty of Jesus Christ coming to the earth. And Lord, we think of everybody that's here, regular tenders and guests and everybody that's here on, right on time by divine appointment. God, would you move those who know deep in their hearts that they're not yet Christians? Would you move them to believe tonight? Would you move them to repent and believe in Jesus Christ fully, without any reservations, for their eternal life and for the forgiveness of their sins? And God, for those who do know Jesus, would you encourage them tonight? And would you help them know and understand that we have so much to celebrate? The angels rejoiced at your arrival, Lord Jesus, and we are celebrating that arrival still today. Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross and rising again. Thank you that you will come again with your angels at your second coming. And oh God, would you make us ready for that moment? God, thank you for this incredible night. May you bless us now, Lord, as we close our time in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so now we get to go to fire time. So if everybody can stand up, that'll be great. Don't turn the lights off quite yet, Jared. <laughs> okay, so here's the, the truth of the matter. I need some deacons to come up here and grab these lighters. This is our first ever candlelight service. We have never done this before, and I'm super excited. Aren't you excited, church? Amen? Okay. So here's some important things to think through as we do this. If your candle is lit... Do not do this. Do not 
Bend it over. Do not lean it, all right, to the side. Keep it straight up. If your candle is not lit, you can go ahead and bend your candle over and get it lit, right? So we are going to have deacons go through the aisles and help light those candles, okay? Um, B-Song, if you could come up here, that'd be great. And Johanna, because you're going to lead us in Silent Night, we're going to sing a cappella. So we're going to begin the process of lighting candles. Be safe. Don't burn down the building. Mark Black, can I get an amen? Mark? Amen. All right, don't burn it down. And let's, let's enjoy and worship God. And I think, Jared, you can do the lights now. Thanks. <laughs>